Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. I don't know about you, but singing a hymn like that, just a glorious hymn and, and just a word so powerful uh, where it references the, how Jesus gives us this mysterious sentence It says that, you know, that we've done it to him. And then it, it talks about that, uh, may the sunshine of Jesus' goodness melt our thankless hearts of stone. How true that is. So that him, it almost convicts you, but at the same time, it, it uplifts you with the glorious music and with that message of a Lord of glory you've bought us with your lifeblood as the price. That's really, in a nutshell, what we're going to be learning tonight from someone who encountered the crossroad of compassion. But he did so not from the one who actually made the choice, but he was the recipient of the choice of another to show compassion. Of course, that other was Jesus. And the compassion that he showed was when he healed this man's ear. And the impact that that had then on this well, this, this individual that we have the privilege of, of speaking with tonight. And um, I asked all those kids that were up there this morning, or at 5 o'clock, like I said, there had to be, I don't know how many. I said, what was the guy's name? They didn't remember. But you know what? It didn't say it in the gospel lesson. But we know from tradition and so forth. Well, I think it does say in... Oh, Pastor Adams will have to tell me where it says it. But it says it someplace that the guy's name is Malchus. And he was a servant of the high priest and, and a guard for him as well. So let's give a great, grand, glorious welcome to Malchus, uh, a servant of the high priest. Wow, Mal Malchus, what a pleasure, Pastor Kaiser, and it's so great to have you here. This is so awesome. We are, we're excited to, uh, to get a chance to talk with you. So uh, why don't we head up and, and have a seat, and uh, I just appreciate your, your being here, uh, taking the time. I'm sure you've got other very important things to do, um, but um, we've heard a little bit about you from your record in the scriptures. So I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are, about yourself. Oh, well, I, I'm nobody important. Um, and I've never really been one to draw attention to myself. Uh, I, I was a, a, a servant and a guard in the service of the high priest. Um, it wasn't a glamorous job. I, I got along. I, I did my job. Um, I, I really don't deserve to be in the spotlight. Uh, the only thing I have to tell is how my life changed from an act of kindness. Well, even though it may seem to you to be a very minor thing, the fact that you are even included in the scriptures and that we, we hear just that little bit of the story that you're part of, well, that's a pretty big deal to us. So we didn't know if you could tell us a little bit about that night, what happened and what you remember. Well, I... I remember seeing Jesus there in the garden that night, but, but I had seen him many other times. I mean, I, I went with the Pharisees and the, and the leaders as they would uh, question Jesus when they were trying to find something to use against him. And 
I got to ask you, how did that, how did you happen to, quote, feel about that when you saw the approach they were taking um, in questioning Jesus? Well, I, I didn't mind at first. Um, it was easy to go along with the, with the leaders uh, to see Jesus. Remember, I, <laughs> I didn't get paid to, uh, uh, to feel or to think. You know, I just was there to do my job. Um, but it was definitely a, a better gig than standing around the council or slaving for the high priest. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I can't imagine, you know, what that job that, that you had was like. But um, your attitude, though, seemed to change in terms of how you first viewed Jesus and then maybe later on? Yeah, I, I, I heard Jesus' answers. Um, I saw how he dealt with people in need. And it began to trouble me that the leaders were so dead set against him. I mean, I, I didn't see anything wrong in what he was doing or, or saying. I mean, I guess they saw him as, as some sort of a threat. Uh, certainly his uh, word got around that his, uh, his followers were, were hoping to make him a king to start a revolt and to kick out the Romans. So how did that, uh, you know, how did you react to that kind of dynamic? Well, I certainly had no love for the Romans. Uh, you know, they, they, uh, they treated us terribly. They treated us like slaves. Um, but I wasn't sure... I wasn't sure what would happen to my job if his followers did put him on some sort of a throne. I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that. And yet that night, that fateful night, you were part of the crowd that went to arrest Jesus. It was my job. I, what else could I do? I had to go along. We were, we were expecting trouble. Uh, we knew that at least some of his disciples were armed. And they were feeling threatened, and so we expected that they would fight. And so is that how it turned out? Well, I, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really afraid um, at that time. You, you understand, I was, I was trained as a, as a guard by the military. I, I knew how to protect myself. Um, I knew how to strike with a sword if it came to that. Um, and that was just the... That was just the world that I lived in. In, in my world, um, you had to stand up for yourself. You struck back when you were assaulted. You struck first if you had the chance. Um, you just you had to you had to stand up for yourself. And uh, I, I knew I knew Jesus. I had, I had heard him speak, but I thought when it came right down to it, he and his followers would resist. Okay. So is that in fact how it played itself out? Well, not exactly. Um, see, something happened that night that, that, uh, that changed me. Um, as we suspected, um, there was at least one of his followers had a sword. Uh, we found out later it was Peter. And he pulled out that sword and he struck at me and cut off my ear. And I, I was ready to, to fight back. I, I, I mean, that's how I was trained. That's how I lived. I guess my question is... Why didn't you? I mean, we have no record of you doing that. I mean, you got attacked. I would think the first thing would you could have taken Peter out right then. So what stopped you? Jesus held up his hand. Um, I, I thought he was going to call the rest of his followers in to strike. But his, his voice was quiet. Uh, it was almost gentle. Uh, but there was a, a commanding authority that I... I don't know, I, I can't explain. 
I, I couldn't move. He reached out his hand, and I, I thought he was going to grab me and hit me. I mean, certainly I would have if I was in his position. But he just, he reached out his hand, and he touched my ear, and instantly it was healed. I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine what that was like. I mean, that touch then changed your life? Well, yeah. He, he, he touched my ear, but um, in a more important way, he, he touched my spirit. I mean, here was one who had the power to, to strike back, to, to do as I had been trained to do. Um, but instead, uh, he, he chose to, to heal, to, to care, to love, if you will. And suddenly, I saw everything different. Um, it was like a, a light went on in my spirit. I don't know, I, I saw someone live in a way that I just, I just couldn't understand. So tell me more about uh, when you said this light went on in your spirit. Well, uh, in, in an instant, I, I, I saw my whole life. I, I, I saw every time that I had uh, mistreated someone, where I had, uh, I had struck back when I was, uh, was attacked, when I had uh, sought revenge, when I was insulted. I saw all the struggles in my life and all the choices I made to get ahead, or at least as, as I saw it. And suddenly, that all just seemed so dark and empty. And, and I just, I, I saw a different way to live. So what kind of changes did that bring about for you? Well, I certainly wasn't much good as a guard anymore. I, I, I couldn't get myself to, to wield the sword in my hand or, or hold hate in my heart anymore. I, I, I saw a way of compassion, uh, a way of love, and I started making different choices. So did your life get easier at that point? Easier? Um, no. Uh, no, in, in fact, in, in, in a lot of ways, it got harder. But, but I find the face of Jesus um, when I'm tempted to uh, ignore the needs of, of, uh, of those who, who are in need. Um, uh, when I'm tempted to, uh, to, to strike back when I'm hurt or to, to get revenge. Um, I, I see the face of Jesus and, I, and I, I know that he calls me to make a different choice in my life, to, to show compassion and mercy. I, I know this. In Jesus, I am forgiven my dark past and I'm called to a different life I know that, it, that Jesus went to the cross for me I know that uh, he healed me through his death and resurrection and uh, and not only did he hear my ear but he, he healed my heart I would imagine we probably have tons more questions that we could fire at you but um, I guess to kind of draw things if there was just one message that you would leave with, with all of us here tonight, what would that be? Uh, I, I'm nobody important. I, I really don't have a, a great message to, to tell. Um, I know this. If, uh, when we are tempted to live in the ways of the world, when we're tempted to live in darkness... Um, we can choose to follow the way lighted by Jesus. And that light comes from the truth that we are healed and made whole uh, through him. In him, we can dare to live a life of love.
And that's the greatest message I can give. We had just read a, a Bible reading from Colossians where St. Paul says, Therefore put on, um, as God's chosen ones, dearly and beloved, uh, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if another has a complaint against someone, forgiving. And that he says that just as as Christ has forgiven us, so we must forgive one another. And that above everything, we need to put on love. How does he put it? Which binds everything together in perfect harmony. You know, that, that's it. That's, uh, that's the life I found at Jesus. I, that's the life I would pray for you. We do appreciate that. And we're so glad that you found that. And it was... Uh, you know, something that changed your life. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks, Malchus. So, it seems like the power of compassion is seen in greatest contrast when someone is attacked. Because when we're attacked, is it not our natural response? Is it not second nature, our instinct? Just as Malchus said, he was trained to re- respond and, and attack back physically in a, in, a, in a military way. But is it not our reaction and our instinct to attack back, to get revenge? When somebody's hurt us, when somebody said something about us, when somebody has mistreated us or forgotten us or whatever the case, is it not a really a natural reaction that we might have to say to get as much pain on them, if not more, than what they've caused us? And that's where Jesus was. But think about that. In the midst of this arrest scene, when violence seemed to be the order of the, of the moment, yet Malchus did not strike back. It simply says that Jesus said something. I mean, a trained, a trained guard, he gets hit. I mean, I would think instantly he would have taken Peter out. But yet, somehow Jesus, through that act of compassion, changed the whole situation. I wonder what would happen if the next time we are attacked, or wronged, or mistreated, or hurt, I wonder what would happen if instead of reacting what our nature might tell us to do, if we responded with compassion you know it's proof that the Holy Spirit does work in us and live in us when by God's grace we do show those acts of compassion to others around us when we are able to see in the faces of others the face of Jesus and know that whatever we do 
We are doing to the glory of God and we are doing as if it were to Jesus himself. He has shown the compassion that took him to the cross. And now we can share that same compassion wherever we might be. In Jesus' name.